Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. In our last study, we talked of prayer. We saw that God is just, and He will speedily avenge His people who persist in prayer. Today on Drawing Near, Jesus gives the disciples two examples of prayer and how God views them. Let's take our Bibles and turn to Luke chapter 18 and look at humility and prayer. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. Our Heavenly Father, as we come before you today, we ask that you would teach us and guide us. You're already working to teach us and giving us your word, giving us your indwelling spirit. Now, Father, help our minds, our spirits within us, to draw near to you, to yield to your Spirit, to be taught. Help us to be learners. And, Father, I pray that we would pray in a way that honors you. You tell us in James that the fervent effectual prayer of a righteous man availeth much. I pray, Father, that you would help us to understand these things. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Today in Luke chapter 18 beginning in verse 9, we read these words. Also he spoke this parable to some, who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this tax collector. I fast twice a week, I give tithes of all that I possess. And the tax collector, standing afar off, would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. In this parable, Jesus uses a Pharisee and a tax collector and examines their different types of prayer. Now, it is a parable. This is not a real story, but it's indicative of the kinds of things Jesus was dealing with. The Pharisees obviously thought that they were better than tax collectors. They thought that they were already justified before God by their works and the keeping of the law. Tax collectors, on the other hand, knew that they were sinning, knew that they were traitors to Israel, knew that they were compromising with the Roman government, Often they were stealing and taking advantage of the Jewish people, their own people, for their own personal gain. And you can look at Zacchaeus as an example of this. Also, in Jesus' day, a tax collector was synonymous with sinner or an adulterer or any other sinner. Just the term being a tax collector had a sinful connotation to it. And so Jesus is contrasting these two individuals and their types of prayer. And he says the Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. I think it's interesting that he says prayed thus with himself. It's as though he's not praying to God at all. He's just talking to himself. He's talking toward heaven, toward God in his own mind. But this conversation is really looking at himself and glorifying himself. And he says, God, I thank you that I'm not like other men. I'm not an extortioner. I'm not unjust. I'm not an adulterer or even as this tax collector. I'm not a sinner like these people. Then he goes on and says, I fast twice a week. 
I give tithes of all that I possess. And so he's trying to describe his righteousness, his goodness, what he sees as those things that make him better than other men. And he says, I thank you, God, that I'm not like these people. So he's actually thanking God, but it doesn't look like the attitude that he has, his perspective of himself before God, is right. In contrast, the tax collector, standing afar off, it's as though the Pharisee stood close, was willing to go into the very center of the temple, but the tax collector was not even willing to approach and go near in the temple. He would not even lift his eyes toward heaven, but rather he beat his breast, a symbol of sorrow and of heartache. It's the kind of thing you would do when you were distressed over the loss of a loved one who had died. And he said, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. He doesn't say, God, thank you that I'm not like these other people. He says, be merciful to me, sinner. He wasn't worthy to lift his eyes toward God, and all he could do was plead for mercy. He didn't ask for anything else, just for mercy, because he recognized he was a sinner. Now, do we pray like this? Or rather, do we approach God with these kinds of attitudes? When we pray for other people to be saved, or when we pray for other people to be drawn near to Christ, or pray for their sinful condition, Do we approach prayer from an attitude that we don't need mercy, we don't need grace, we don't need forgiveness, but these other people do? In our prayer life, we need to approach God humbly. He is God. He is glorified. He sits on the throne in heaven, and he is way above all other creation. He is supreme. He's King of kings and Lord of lords. When we approach him, We don't approach him with our eyes on other people. We don't compare ourselves to other people. We approach him with our eyes on him. And when our eyes on him and we see ourselves in light of his righteousness, his holiness, his glory, his standards, we can only pray one way. Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. He is exalted. We are lowly. We are humble. We need to understand that. There is no righteousness in us that is worthy to approach God. The only righteousness we have in our lives is that righteousness imputed to us by Jesus Christ. Without the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, we have no standing before God no matter what we do. You can give all of your money. You can tithe every day. You can abstain from every evil practice that you can imagine to the best of your ability. Still, you're a sinner condemned apart from the saving grace of Christ. We can only approach God through the name of Jesus Christ, through his works, his effort, because he alone is sinless and holy and acceptable before God. But dying on the cross and our trusting in him and being indwelled by the Holy Spirit, we find favor with God because of the righteousness of Christ that is imputed to us. We need to know this. And so we need to approach the throne of grace humbly. Now, we can approach it boldly, according to Hebrews, but we need to approach it boldly in the name of Jesus. We need to approach it boldly based on the righteousness of Christ. There needs to always be this humility in our heart. And we're told in verse 14, I tell you, Jesus says, this man went down to his house justified. He left the temple and he left the time of prayer and he went down to his house justified before God, right before God, rather than the Pharisee. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. 
That's the key lesson here. If you exalt yourself in your own mind or in the community or in the church or in your home, if you see yourself as above everybody else and everyone needs to serve you and bow to you and cater to you, you are special, you're going to be humbled. But he who humbles himself before God, he who lives humbly before others as a servant, like Christ was a servant, they will be exalted. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. You don't have to lift yourself up. He will exalt you. Now, you may not be exalted in this world. You might. You likely will, but you will be exalted in the world to come. The first will be last. The last will be first. Jesus taking the towel in the basin, washing the disciples' feet. The Lord washing the disciples' feet. Peter knew that this was wrong. The others did too. Peter resisted. And then later, Jesus tells them, I have done this as an example to you. You do this also for one another. Serve one another. Consider others as more important than yourselves. Philippians chapter 2 is a classic passage. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although being in the very nature and form God, did not consider equality with God something to be clung to, but rather humbled himself and became obedient, obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven, of things in earth, of things under the earth, and every tongue proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus humbled himself. God exalted him. The very same principle we see here. It's a principle for all of our lives, every day, perpetually. We need to know this. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for your truth. Help us, Father, to discern the truth of these things and how to live them out in a way that honors you. Thank you, Father, that you exalt the lowly. You did this with Lazarus, and the rich man who was exalted was made low in hell. Father, we pray that you would help us to be lowly, to be contrite, to be broken over the sin of this world and our sin. And help us, Father, to draw near to you in full faith and assurance, boldly in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.